You may be seated. As high as he is, isn't it marvelous, isn't it wonderful how God comes and lives with us personally? Through worship, he opens up the right side of our brains, the spirit side, and then in the process of the message, he opens up both sides. And that's why we sing first, and we do it here very well in worship. I want to suggest a way for you to get really blessed. I did that last night in my evening prayers. I prayed for this church. I interrupt this program to announce that God loves abiding harvest. Do you understand that? And, and you are the church. You are the church. I just remembered going to Sue's class and looking in the faces of little children, and I just started walking around in the church in my evening prayers. I thank God for the children's department and for those who lead and teach there. I bless God for the youth department. You've just, some of you have just gotten back from the mission field and the adults were there with you. I thank God for that. You love Scott. You say he's funny. I agree. God, God is blessing here. I thank God. I thank God for the men's ministry and for the women's ministry. I bless God for our study program. I thank God for the new discipleship program that we're beginning and teaching on Wednesday night. Nancy and I were in Houston for our, our older grandchild there who uh, went to confirmation in one church and got primarily information. That's part of it, but that's not all of it. And then they moved to another church, the church of our Savior, the church of the Good Shepherd, and that time, she got more than just information. She got that, but she called me and said, Granddaddy, I met somebody. And I said, Whom did you meet? She said, I met Jesus. And we went for that confirmation, too. After it was over, I looked at her and smiled, and she teared. And that was the joy of seeing what happens here happening in another church. I bless that pastor. I bless all the people of this church as well. I thank God for the ushers. I bless God for everyone who has a ministry here in this place. Thank God for the ministers who cook our breakfast and for the fellowship there. Invite your friends from the outside. Pray for them. Let God call their names before you and get blessed for those that we're yet to reach. I thank God for what he's doing now. But God is the God of the future. He has a dream for you and a dream for me. He has a dream for abiding harvest that we haven't even reached yet. But we were born at Pentecost, the church, and the Holy Spirit's going to help us complete that dream. I don't know about you, but I was particularly blessed for the fact that we have the kind of church that Celebrate Discovery could share before in such a tremendous way. I've been in churches where we had 12-step programs, Celebrate Recovery and so on, and churches that had transformation programs and so on, but I've never known a church where a group like that who shares so intimately and so personally would share that with the congregation. Do you realize that they were trusting you with priestly confidence? Do you know the pastor, when he counsels, when he counsels has priestly confidence? Not even a law court can make him share something that he heard in counseling unless somebody else is going to be hurt by what he shared and he feels called by the Holy Spirit to share that. We are a congregation that can be trusted like that. Let's live up to their trust in us. We all have a dark side. It uh, can be in the yesterdays, and the devil can call it up. Yeah, there is a devil. I don't hope I don't surprise anybody. I call him Slewfoot, but anyway, <laughs> there is a devil. And uh, 
we have dark, dark places in our present life, and we may have them in the future. But there comes a time, Nancy and I can witness to the fact, when our chapter is primarily a celebration for grace. Last night, as I celebrated the fact that we got to be a part of this church, I thank God for our anointed pastor. We just sit here and all we forget is our son. He's just our pastor, and God is blessing. And then we realize, well, that's Chris up there. And heaven comes down in our heart. And we're grateful for that. And we know you are grateful for that. Pray for all the staff in our church. As you pray morning prayers and evening prayers in the morning, ask God to bless their day. In the evening prayers, ask God to take what they did that day and multiply for his kingdom harvest. And you will be blessed in the process. I don't know anybody that I know as a minister who gets to that dark side of us, and we all have our dark sides, uh, more than a guy named Bob Tuttle. He's a nutty guy. He's crazy. He just does all kind of weird things. But he's in the spirit. <clears throat> he called me. I called him yesterday on the telephone. And we talked. I said, Bob, where in the world are you? He travels all over the world. He said, I'm in Florida at my house there. He said, I, I, I went out surfing, and I just surfed among uh, the fish, and I blessed God for each one of them who came up to love on me. I mean, he just talks crazy like that, you know. <laughs> Even nature talks to this guy. On one occasion, uh, Nancy and I were with him after the group in, uh, I believe it was the Wesley Tours, had gone back to their rooms, and he said, I want to share something with you guys. He said, Jim, you know that because I not only was at Fuller, I came to ORU and was on that faculty and then went from there to Garrett Evangelical Seminary. You know that I share with students and I disciple my students. I don't just teach them in class. Sometimes he'll disciple them as a group, but he had rather disciple them one-on-one -on -one by however many occasions they need. And he's a nut about exercise, so they usually do their exercises together. I said, tell me about that guy. I believe his name was Brian. He said, I remember him, and he just started telling me about him. He said, we had run one day, and when we got back, he, he looked at me and said, Dr. Tuttle, uh, I want to ask you a question. He said, last night I had a vision. He said, man, you came from Princeton. People who went to go to school at Princeton don't have visions. What are you talking about? <laughs> he said, well, I came to Garrett, and last night I had a vision. And he said, I don't understand it. And I don't know if it was, has something to do with what we talked about the last time we were running, but I grew up Presbyterian. <clears throat> and when we say the creed, we say Jesus descended into hell. When you Methodists say the creed, you don't say that. Why don't you say that? And Tuttle said, for once the Lord led me, and I just said to him, why don't you and I both think about that? And next week when we come together for our time, <clears throat> we'll share what God's told us about it. The next week when we came together, he said, Dr. Tuttle, I don't know that what I had was a vision. It was a visit from hell. I'm not really sure. He said, I was in a Methodist church, perhaps, and I started up for communion and all of a sudden, right in front of me, there was this abyss, this nothingness. And up out of that nothingness came this frightful, leathery, wrinkled monster. And I looked at him, and Tuttle said, I hope you didn't make friends with that dude. He said, I didn't, but he tried to make friends with me. He said to me, don't be afraid of me. I'm part of you. And he said, God must have helped me. And I said, if you're part of me, come take communion with me. We went out to the altar and knelt. And when we touched the cup to our lips, the monster was no more. Now, what does that mean? Tuttle said, I think it does have something to do with what we talked about last week. 
God allowed uh, that monster to come up before you to show you something of your past, a dark side. I thought about this when the people were sharing, our dark side. And God, you know why God did that? I've, I've got a word for that. God did that so that he could say to you, even the darkest thing you remember, the darkest thing you've ever thought, the darkest thing you've ever done, God took that up to say to you and to release your soul, even that I have forgiven. And he said that student just kind of swooned and fell into my arms, and he said I picked him up and held him there and breathed strength back into him, and he went home rejoicing. Communion can do that for you. It's spirit. We are the body of Christ, and we are the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. No one's higher than Jesus. God made that so. But he comes to us and meets us at the communion table. <clears throat> hear me as you hear your pastor as I say it one more time. <clears throat> God, we bless you for this symbol of your body. We thank you that on the night that you were betrayed by friends, you broke it, gave it to them and said, take and eat of this. This is my body given for you for the remissions of sin. Likewise, after dinner, you took the cup and said, this is my blood. Drink all of you of this, and I'll not drink with you again until I enter the kingdom. God, we bless you for these elements, and we thank you that you are helping us to receive and to be blessed by them. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm.